Oh, back again, Huda Thunkers? Well, welcome, friends. I'd like to start this episode with a story from my college years. Slipper Rock University is where I went for my undergraduate degree, Bachelor of Arts in Communication. While there, I joined a fraternity. I was convinced that spending over $300 a semester on dues was a good idea during the poorest period of my life. That money ultimately amounted to nothing more than a group of friends. And while I wouldn't trade my experience with my friends in college for anything. Financially speaking, I do think Greek life leadership does nothing more than take money from blockheaded young adults whose cerebral cortexes haven't fully developed yet and provide nothing in return except like a big certificate and a pat on the back. But this episode isn't about how I was convinced to pay my fraternity dues for such a little financial return. It isn't even about how I was convinced to pay my outrageous student loans also for such little financial return. No, this episode is about a terrible investment that I thankfully did not end up buying into. This episode is about multi-level marketing schemes and the dangers associated with them. You see, during the spring semester of my freshman year at Slippery Rock, I was just 19 years old. Fresh off a semester of being a pledge in a fraternity, I was a wide-eyed kid who still got a kick out of the fact that I didn't have a bedtime anymore. I looked up to my new brothers and trusted just about anything they said. So when the word got around that a legendary alumni was coming to town, I was on board with no questions asked. We'll call this legendary alumni Denny. Denny had been in contact with some of the other fraternity brothers and had stressed how badly he wanted as many brothers as possible to show up. But he wouldn't go into details over the phone. He just wanted us all there and used his legendary reputation as pool to get us all to arrive. While waiting for him to arrive, older brothers were sharing fond memories about Denny and some were guessing his arrival was about some big party he was planning for us all. When he finally did arrive, everyone was cheerful and happy to see him. He then introduced two people who were with him. One, <clears throat> one of them was Denny's co-worker at the high school that he worked at. They were both gym teachers. The second person accompanying Denny turned out to be a like a rep for a company and this company was called Vima Nutrition. After all the pleasantries were exchanged between Denny and all the older brothers who knew him, Denny and the two guys with him set up a PowerPoint presentation on our TV. Then they took turns presenting this energy drink. I remember the way that they were speaking seemed peculiar. I had seldom heard anyone talk like that before in my life. I couldn't put my finger on it at the time, but I remember thinking, these guys aren't talking to me, they're regurgitating information at me. And now as an adult, I can put my finger on their oration style that night. They were BSing me into buying something. Um, something you get used to once you become an adult. They gathered us into our living room, stood in front of us unsuspecting college kids, and told us we could fulfill our wildest financial dreams by joining them. They told us to forget about college, forget about finding a soul-sucking job, and quote, run our own businesses. They claimed if we invested into this company we would become millionaires by our late 20s and that we'd be able to retire by the age of 25. This is what their pitch sounded like. And this is, you know, I'm sort of paraphrasing here. Once you recruit enough people, you'll start making money in your sleep if you have what it takes. If you give this program your all, there's no way you can fail. You'll meet dream stealers. They could be your friends, your parents, your teachers, anybody, and they're going to tell you that this isn't worth your time. But those dream stealers just lack that millionaire mindset that you and I have. 
your teachers, professors, and parents, they just will just beat you down and encourage you to be average and mediocre. They tell you to get a salary and become an employee, but that's like being a slave. I don't believe in salaries. I don't believe in working for someone else. We are all energetic, smart people capable of running our own businesses. And when these dream stealers try to tell you this isn't worth your time, or they tell you this is a pyramid scheme, tell them pyramid schemes don't have tangible products like this energy drink here, Vima. And it just went on like that. It went on and on. These three energetic jock type guys in their late 20s talking very fast about a whole lot of nothing. While they kept talking about how we should live our lives like pop stars instead of college students, they barely talked about the actual business model and they were expecting us to buy into. After telling us about the dream stealers and retiring at the age of 25, we all started to ask about the product and business model itself. And they wanted, to, they wanted us to buy either a bronze, silver, or gold starter pack. And these starter packs include a few large cases of full of energy drinks and a packet on how to recruit others. The bronze pack cost, costed $300, the silver $500, and the gold pack $1,000, each one containing more Vima products the more that they cost. And at this time in my life, at this period in my life, it was rare for me to have over $100 in my checking account. And on top of those outrageous starter pack costs, in order to keep your standing within the company or your status as a, quote, affiliate of Vima, you had to agree to buy $150 worth of these energy drinks every single month. If you missed a month, you lost your standing. When I told him I didn't even have enough money to buy even the bronze pack, They suggested I call my parents and tell them I needed money for textbooks because, quote, that's how big of an opportunity this is. They wanted me to lie to my parents to get money to buy into their company. Some of the other people in the room asked, what if we don't have enough time or the ability to sell that massive amount of drinks to make all that money back? Denny and his two fellow affiliates replied with, we don't actually sell these drinks. That's not how you make money. It's great if you can sell some, but no. You make money by recruiting others into the program. You collect a percentage of the sales that they make, plus you get a recruitment bonus every time you sign someone. Did we mention you? Si- if you sign enough people, you become a ve- you become vehicle eligible, and Vima will send you a BMW. Who here likes BMWs? And that is how they would do it. That is how Vima scammed college blockheaded uh, blockheads across the country. They promised us all lavish lifestyles and told us to forget about our educations. They would lightly talk about the business model and then go right back to promising BMWs to 19-year-olds. In living rooms across the United States, meetings were held about this golden opportunity that had to be made right then and there. You had to buy that night or you would miss out. They didn't want us talking or taking our time in deciding if we wanted to join her. And... Or if we, or we would probably ask our parents for advice, and our parents would most likely understand that this was all a pyramid scheme. Okay, <laughs> they were preying on the fact that we were young and dumb and inexperienced. Denny and his two Vima affiliate friends even introduced a girl who apparently was successful in winning a BMW through the program. She hosted a live video chat with us. Her enthusiasm seemed to be the fakest out of all of them. I wouldn't be surprised if the way she made money through the company was that they paid her to host these video chats all day long to convince more and more people to buy into it all. This meeting with Denny occurred in the spring of 2013. This is around the peak of Vima's uh, company. 
That night was the first time I ever heard the term pyramid scheme. After Jenny and his cronies had left, all of us talked amongst ourselves. And I remember an older fraternity brother who was actually the token pothead of the group, but pretty wise guy. He had, he had this disgusted look on his face when he said it. I can't believe Denny would do us like this. I used to look up to that guy, and now he's trying to suck all of us into this pyramid scheme he's stuck in. And that's the first time I heard the term pyramid scheme. I spe- specifically remember one of the brothers that pledged with me. He actually bought the silver package that night, and he ended up dropping out of college later on in life. Denny, the legendary alumni as everyone saw him, had his reputation dragged through the mud. No one really respected him after that night. And then on August 24th of 2015, Vima Nutrition was shut down by the Federal Trade Commission as an alleged pyramid scheme. So as they always said in their pitch, we're not a pyramid scheme. We're an MLM. Pyramid schemes don't have a tangible product. Here's Vima. Here's Verve. You know, here's all of our products that we have. And then they would go into meetings and say, we don't actually, you don't make money off selling this crap. You make it by recruiting people. They said, we're not a pyramid scheme. The FTC is like, yes, you are. On FTC.gov right now, you can look it up. There is a statement from September of 2019. At the top, it reads, quote, The FTC will be mailing refund checks totaling more than $2.2 million to people who lost money to an alleged pyramid scheme operated by Vima Nutrition Company. And those checks totaled in $2.2 million, but each individual received around 78 bucks when some of them had paid thousands and thousands of dollars to be in Vima. So this is the best case scenario. An MLM gets had by the FTC and the FTC require, you know, sues them and requires them to pay back the, their victims. The best case scenario, though, is you get $78 back when like the cheapest way to buy in is what $450, not even not even considering all the monthly payments you buy in. What happened to the people who worked for Vima? Well, the CEO, Benson K. Baroyko, uh, was slapped with fines out the wazoo. Behind MLM.com writes, Despite obtaining more than $19 million in income from Vima's operations since 2010, defendant Boroyko has disclosed net assets of less than $2 million. And the way they write that is if like, oh, wow, we really got him. He has less than $2 million now. My opinion, $2 million is far too much money for this man to have. They should have bled him dry until he was living the lifestyle of the penniless college kids his pyramid scheme preyed upon. Most other higher-ups in the company just moved on to other multi-level marketing companies that became smarter and more difficult to recognize. Companies that came after Vima don't even bother with tangible products like the energy drinks. They sell things like financial how-to training guides online and other electronically delivered garbage. Now, I tried to stay unbiased as possible for this episode and just explain my experiences and the facts as they happen, but I think I failed. I hate these companies with a passion. I know I hate them because when I usually do research for a podcast episode, I I enjoy myself. I'm entertained. I, I love learning stuff, right? Well, for this episode, I had this nagging feeling in the back of my head that something was wrong. I didn't know what it was at first. I've watched a bunch of these MLM pitches filmed with hidden cameras. I've watched a lot of these CEOs give press releases, and I read a lot of stories from people who were scammed by them. As a result, my gut has been telling me something is wrong. It's like an instinct. It is the same feeling I got when Denny and his boys came to the frat house that night. But I also hate MLMs for what they do to people's relationships, communities, and even national economies. 
Some MLMs like Vima create a mindset within their ranks that joining them is the best option for success. And if people fail with their company, it is the individual's fault. So if you failed, it's your fault, even though they're even though it's not really their fault. They're working for a company whose entire business model requires the people at the bottom to fail miserably for the people at the top to succeed. My girlfriend pointed out that the whole blame it on the individual, not the company, uh, that's victim shaming. That's victim blaming is what that is. Vima had some of their affiliates so brainwashed that even when they were flat out broke, they still had delusions that they were going to make millions through the program. When the smoke finally clears and the people who have invested so much into one of these companies realize it was all a scam, they feel embarrassed, ashamed, and they're now broke as well. They've also pushed away their entire social circle, their entire social network of friends and family because they've been pestering all of them about this, quote, amazing opportunity for the last how many months? MLMs can be devastating. Psychologists have compared MLMs to cults. They promise a better way of life. They foster a certain mindset within their ranks. MLMs deify their CEOs. And they give names to people who are skeptical, like Dream Stealer, and then they shun those who leave them. These are all qualities that MLMs share with cults. But by all means, do your own research. Form your own opinion. I really do mean that. I I have I already have opinion about MLMs, but you may have a different one. Educate yourselves uh, when a family member, friend, or even someone you haven't spoken to in years approaches you with a question like, "Do you want to boost your monthly income?" Also, keep in mind that some of them won't even be that upfront about it. They might just invite you to a nice barbecue where you think it's a nice little catch up and have a nice fun time and it turns out to be a sales pitch. But like I said, form your own opinion. After all, the people at the top of a pyramid scheme do make a whole lot of money. And when the radio show host, author, and businessman Dave Ramsey was asked if he would advise someone to join an MLM company known as Amway, he said this, quote, I've got three friends that make seven figures at Amway. And I've got 3,000 friends that hate Amway. Okay? Just put that in perspective. If you're, certain people get in the beginning and they have that whole mindset of they can inspire people, they can do those motivational speeches, they can sell stuff and recruit people, those people are going to make money. But like I said, the whole business model for those people to make money at the top requires people at the bottom to fail miserably and basically go broke. I've expressed my opinion on MLMs and I genuinely genuinely don't want to tell you how to think about them, but I do want you to be educated on them. Knowledge is power. You should know how to spot them. The website thebalancesmb.com gives 10 signs that a company is an MLM scam. 1. If they have no or low quality product of service, Vima uh, tasted like Corona Light with a hint of orange soda. It was gross. Or, or they number two, orage, outrageous or unfounded product claims. In Denny's meeting, they told us Vima was an instant hangover cure, and affiliates were recorded saying that it could treat ADHD, IBS, and multiple sclerosis. It could do none of those things. Number three, high-pressure sales tactics. In MLMs, you have to recruit a lot of people to make an actual living, and people will pester the heck out of you. Number four, pressure to buy and stock inventory. The MLMs that have a tangible product require you to buy an absurd amount of the product on a monthly basis. Like I said, Vima's bare minimum was that each affiliate buy $150 worth of sports drinks a month. 
Number five, poor company communication. Our only point of contact with Vima was Denny and his pals, the affiliates. The brother that bought into the into Vima, he never spoke with anyone higher than Denny. Didn't speak to a supervisor, just was speaking to his fellow fraternity brother on the whole business itself. Number six, expensive ongoing training or other business items. Number seven, poor, better, better business bureau rating. Now, someone wants you to join their program, why not? Google the Better Business Bureau rating. Can't hurt, right? And if they don't want you to do it, that's probably an indication that something's wrong. Number eight, deceptive advertising practices, like having people tell you retiring at 25 is an actual option. Yeah. Number nine, cryptic job interview. If they aren't giving you straight answers, don't trust their word. And number 10, an unsettling feeling. That's that gut instinct that I was talking about. Trust your BS spidey senses if you've got them. Also, keep in mind MLM's target audiences or target audience is anyone with a pulse. That's why this episode is called If They Breathe, They Can Buy. They don't care who you recruit as long as they have money in their pockets. And last, I wanted to touch on some existing MLM companies out there now. Some of you might even be familiar with these. I'll start with the biggest MLM Amway. They're considered the OG or the original gangster of MLMs. Amway has been around for a long time. They were established in 1959 and they have about $9 billion in annual sales, which makes them the most successful MLM. They sell health, wellness, beauty, nutrition, and some home care products. And their products actually do have a reputation for being of good quality and legit products. It's not like Vima where it's just, you know, crappy powdery energy drink um i i don't know what their products are i've never had them but that's the reputation they have that they're good quality uh but they do have inflated prices due to the mlm um business model amway is considered one of the most legit mlms out there but since they've been around for so long and since they do have that mlm business model a lot of people have heard of that about them and associate them with a pyramid scheme they don't like you know they don't have a good reputation And Amway pushes their IBOs, that's their independent business owners, to recruit other IBOs beneath them and make commission off those people's sales like a pyramid scheme. Hence, the numerous FTC investigations that have been filed against them. And while Amway's top salespeople make a lot of money, the company admits that only 48% of all IBOs are active. And of the ones that are active, their average monthly gross income is only around $200. That's an average only $200 a month. Respect to a company that admits things like that, even if they're required to do so. Um, But I still hate MLMs, but maybe Amway is my least hated. Next up is Herbalife. Um, Herbalife is the second largest MLM on the planet behind Amway. I suggest you search John Oliver's YouTube video on, on MLMs. He goes into Herbalife specifically and talks about how they've been targeting the Latino community and have been wreaking havoc on the Mexican economic system. To name a few more MLMs, you might be familiar with the number three MLM, Avon. They sell beauty products. There is LuLaRoe that sells women's clothing. My sister's had a run in with them. I've um, heard about their leggings. We've all heard of Tupperware. Well, that is an old school MLM company. There's also Mary Kay, New Skin, and Rodin and Fields. Now, I want to end this episode on, on this note. 
My girlfriend's sister is currently involved in an MLM. I've shown her the I've shown her the John Oliver video and I've given her all the warnings against it already. But I've also listened to her experience. She is part of a company called Sensi. She tells me Sensi doesn't financially compensate her for recruiting people, for recruiting new people under her, and she doesn't buy into the company past her means. She doesn't make a huge profit off of Sensi, uh, but that's okay with her. She genuinely likes the product and likes having access to everything and hosting the parties. Her sister-in-law uh, has recently started selling Sensi as well. So I don't know. Maybe my experience with Vima back in my college days has tainted my view of MLMs. Maybe they aren't all bad for some people. I don't know. You decide. Thanks for listening, Huda Thunkers, and until next episode. Bye.